Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Bond. This is episode 14. And if this is your first time joining us, we are reading through the Bible together as a church community, and we're reading through it chronologically. And this week's reading, we are in 1 Samuel, and we are seeing the story of Saul as the first king of Israel, and then the passing of the torch, if you will, albeit not willingly, uh, to David as king of Israel. One of the things that you'll notice is that there are going to be some scriptures from the book of Chronicles mixed in with 1 Samuel. The reason for that is that we are reading chronologically, but I thought it was interesting to note that in the Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament scriptures, when they were originally put together, Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, as, we, as we've come to know them, is at the end of the Hebrew scriptures because they're meant to be kind of a summary. But as we're reading, they are put into these readings as they happen. We also are going to see some of the Psalms thrown in because David is the author of many of the Psalms in this chronological format. They're going to be placed in uh, with some of the events that that were perhaps the inspiration for that. I'm really excited this week. Joining us are Cindy Wilson and Buddy Pearson, and I've really enjoyed our conversation. And one of the things that we talked about was this idea of walking in confident faith as we look at the character and the willingness of David to walk out everything that the Lord had in front of him. So let's jump in together on this conversation. Cindy and Buddy, welcome. We're so glad you guys are here. Thank you for so much for having us this morning. Buddy. Yeah, I think both of you have tried to uh, schedule a couple times, but uh, we're finally getting to do this. So thanks. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just happy that we got past Numbers and Deuteronomy and Leviticus, and I actually get to be here to talk about some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there might be some other of our friends that are yeah. a little jealous that they weren't <laughs> here for this. That's great. Uh, so, Buddy, we'll start with you. Why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about who you are? Who I am. Well, at the River Community Church, I am the church planning resident and associate pastor. Came on in January, and this is after many years of working in communications, working in radio, newspaper, broadcasting, working at Tennessee Tech as news and uh, communications director, and being called to ministry at the age of 51. Uh, Now I'm 54, went through the ordination process, and Uh, Married to a wonderful woman who puts up with me every day. Uh, She is uh, a saint by most standards. And then three great kids, uh, Jake, who's our oldest, he's about to turn 28. Savannah, who's going to turn 20 in June. And then Kason, who just turned 19. So just very blessed. And uh, every day I get up and I I think, you know, if I get to live another day, this is just awesome. It's like a bonus. You know, I've I've lived such a great life, but from here on out, you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's awesome. I love working at the river, love working with y'all and love getting to eat Miss Cindy's food. I mean, that's, I mean, that in itself is a blessing. You know that. (laughs) I think I've gained 10 pounds since I started working at the river because all the food that's always available in the kitchen. We we like to eat here. Yeah, we we do. Uh, Miss Cindy, tell us about yourself. Well, at the river... I am the chief 
cook and bottle washer. I, I do get to. It, it is truly my pleasure to get to cook and to serve out of the kitchen, uh, to feed our college ministry, to feed our youth, and in pretty much anything else that's being fed here. I, I get to do that, and that is truly a blessing. Uh, I also am Pastor Steve Taboo's assistant, and that is a blessing <laughs> on most did days. Did you hesitate? I did. That wasn't a hesitation. I had to think about what I was saying for just a second. Um, and Steve, I'm we also, love you. yes, we do. Uh, also, I am very involved in the prayer ministry here at the church. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a couple of different venues that we have that we get to come together and pray for people. But in my private life, I am Grammy to three awesome mm-hmm. grandkids. Yeah. Uh, they are down in Chattanooga. And I don't get to see them near enough. They're so busy with stuff, but sure. I sure do love those little guys. Yeah. How old are they? Uh, Jaden uh, just turned 16, which wow. means he's driving. Mm-hmm. Um, Eleni is 13 and Iva is eight. No. Yes. Well, that's great. And, and Miss Cindy, you are so much more than chief cook and bottle washer <laughs> <Yes>. to us. <laughs> uh, we uh, were sharing about prayer uh, yes. at... Uh, at the gathering our college ministry one night and, and had Cindy come and, and share with us. Yeah. And, uh, as I introduced her to them, I said that Miss Cindy is one of those people in, in my life that, that I just respect her yeah. perspective on things and right. go to. So, uh, Cindy, we're glad that, that you're here with us. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I am glad to be here. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys, this is a, a question out of left field. And uh, this must be for Buddy then, right? It's left field sports. <laughs> Actually, we're going to start with you, oh, good. Okay, uh, great. Cindy. Uh, how does how does Scripture and how does the Bible affect the way that you pray? Oh wow! Well, the way that I pray is Scripture. Scripture is God's word, and it is His promise. And I know that if I am praying His word. Uh, that I'm praying in line with him. Mm. And so when someone comes to me and they ask for prayer, I'm going to take them back to the word and I'm going to say, are we doing these things? Mm. Is this where you are? Are you abiding with Christ? Are you, are you doing what he's called you to do? Okay, let's pray for this because he will answer those prayers. It definitely has a massive effect on how I pray. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy, I'll, I'll kind of rephrase the question. How has reading scripture, uh, impacted your prayers and, and the way that you pray? Well, you know, I never was a big Old Testament guy. And as we read through the Old Testament, you look at, at how Moses and, and Joshua and how, how these men of faith, mm-hmm. how, you know, they had a relationship with God because they prayed and, and they prayed in earnest and they, they did these things. I mean, you think about Moses praying on the behalf of the Israel people several times to, to keep them yeah. from you know, getting wiped off the earth, so to speak, but, yeah. uh, you know, as an intercessor. So, you know, I, I look at that and I think, you know, when we pray for other people, we are being kind of the Moses to, to go to them on, uh, to go to God on their behalf. Yeah. And so uh, I think about that, you know, who can I, who can I go to God on their behalf and who can I pray for? Mm. And, 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 you know, how can I help somebody that way? And so to me that, that it's really opened my eyes as to, you know, being that intercessor, uh, 
person for prayer yeah. and and who can we do the, do those things for because you know I can come to God with my wants all day long but uh you know praying for somebody else and and going to to God on their behalf to me that's just that speaks volumes to me yeah yeah thanks guys for sharing that and I asked that question one reason I asked that question is because as we've moved into this section mm-hmm. um, we're going to see some of the psalms uh mm-hmm. begin to be filtered in to this because uh, as we're reading the Bible together, we're reading from this Bible that's set up in chronological uh, format. And so the Psalms are, so many of them were written by David. Right. And we're we're starting to move into that. And uh, I've heard several teachers say that the Psalms are the language of prayer. Or they're the school of prayer. They teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love for folks, as we're reading through this together, to to maybe even, maybe they haven't before, but even to use the Psalms as uh, as a tool to, to inform their prayers or to give language to their prayers. It kind of gives a rhythm to it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you take uh, Psalms 23, the Lord is my mm-hmm. shepherd and I shall not want. I mean, to me, that is just... There's music to that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about the Psalms is that they are so personal. Yeah. And they're very human. Yes. And so we see in in some of these, uh, especially the ones that David penned, uh, in one breath, he is just praising the Lord and and loving him. And then in the next breath, he's saying, and would you smite my my enemies? Amenemony. Yeah. Uh, Would you smite my enemies? And... uh, you know that that's not God's heart for him, but that's just showing just how human, mm-hmm. and and I think it's a picture to me of how we can just come to God with, with everything. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, and the, and the way it's set up in in this Bible, the way you see what's happening with David, then you see the Psalm that he pins instead of waiting on you know in in a few weeks when we get the Psalms, yes. and then it's just like okay, well David was feeling this way, but now since we're actually reading through and seeing what's happening. And then seeing these psalms being created yeah. as it happens, it, it to me it, it makes me look at psalms a whole different way now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're seeing them uh, with some of the events that yeah. perhaps they really come to life. <laughs> yeah, when when David's running from his life, yeah, for, running for his life from Saul, yeah, then you're seeing his heart come out in in these songs or psalms or prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get can we get Jimmy to put some of those to music and maybe record some? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. Uh, so, going back and looking at what we've read this week, um, we see the coronation of of Saul as the first king of Israel. Technically, he's not the first king because God's intention was that he was the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see Saul come on as a human king, and we also see the introduction of David, and there's a whole lot that happens in <laughs> in there. But as we're reading, uh, what are some of the things that have jumped off the page to you all this week? So for me, it was where they kept asking Samuel for a, a king, and they continued to go before him and ask for a king. And that was not what God's plan was, mm-hmm. was to give them a king. That's right. But because they ask and they continued to ask, God honored his word. He, he heard the people and he gave them what they asked for. Um, so to me, I think God does that with us all the time. So often we go and we, we ask for things. We, we want stuff. We ask him 
And it's just not in our best interest. But because we continue to go forth, he answers our prayers and he gives us what we don't need Mm. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they they continued to to ask. Mm -hmm. They petitioned. Yes. If you didn't say this already, what was the reason they said they wanted a king? Because we want to be like everybody else. Mm. How funny. We deal with peer pressure today, but they were dealing with peer pressure back then. Uh, I want to be like everybody else. Can I have that pair of shoes? Uh, I want those clothes. Can I, you know, can I look like, have that car? (laughs) Whatever it is, uh, we do the same thing. We we don't allow ourselves to stand out and be different, which is what God called Mm -hmm. us to be. Uh, we want to be like everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, when we're like everybody else, uh, we just can't have the same impact that God wanted his people to have. Yeah. It's interesting there. And that a lot of what you're talking about comes from First Samuel chapter 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I turn there. I want to read a little, just a bit of it. This says the people are, are, are asking Samuel, say, give us a king to judge us like all the other nations mm-hmm. have. And Samuel was displeased with their request. And so he went to the Lord for guidance. And this is what the Lord said. He says, do everything they say to you, for they are rejecting me, not you. They don't want me to be their king any longer. Ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me and followed other gods. And now they are giving you the same treatment. Do as they ask, but solemnly warn them about the way a king will reign over them. And then Samuel goes on to tell the people, hey, look, a king is going to draft your sons into the, yeah. into the army. The, he's going to take your all lands. The, yeah, trying yeah. to tell him everything that you know the king is going to do, and it's not all good stuff like you think it is. Yeah. yeah. And then we jump down a few verses. It says, but the people refused to listen to Samuel's warnings. Even so, and this is the quote, this is what they said. Even so, we still want a king. We want to be like the nations around us. Our king will judge us and lead us into battle. Yeah. Wow. And hadn't they learned already that it was yes. the Lord? That's, yeah. 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 You just shake your head. I mean, it's like, really? I know. I mean, after everything the Lord has done for you, after everything he's shown you, you still don't get it. Right. But we do that. Yes. We do that right now today. It's not about whether we have a king or not, but we do it all the time. Yeah. God God has laid out everything uh, for us in this book. He has laid it out. Yeah. And we constantly walk through and say, you know, I don't want that part. Mm-hmm. I want this part. So I'm not going to do that. Or I, we, we have our buffets that we want to pick and choose off of. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I have to take everything back to food just so you long. <laughs> Hopefully hey, I, I like won't start food. talking yeah, about yeah, steaks here like soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I take everything back to food. But it, it's like we, we think we're at a big buffet and we can pick and choose. Mm. Uh, and God has he has such an excellent plate that he wants to set before us. Yeah, that's that's so good. And as you were saying that, it 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 reminds me of a phrase that we've kept using over the past few weeks. Uh it's easy to look at Israel and look at these people and say, man, you guys, you're just not getting it right. But the thing I'm realizing over and over again is their story is our story. Yes. Yeah. We can look so in the mirror and is. say the same thing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if we learned? <laughs> Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, though? And that's one reason that, that he gives us the, the scriptures Yeah, is, is to learn from their mistakes, is to learn that, hey, God has a plan for us, and if you walk with him— Things yes. will go—it doesn't mean that 
that things won't happen and circumstances won't be hard and and those but walking in the presence of the Lord is his plan it for is. us. Yeah. It is. So buddy, what what about you? What's what are some things that jumped off the page for you? Well, you know, talking about food with Miss Cindy, this was a smorgasbord of scripture for me where you could just <laughs> pluck all these nuggets yeah. and, and fill your plates. There were so many things and I really enjoyed this week of of reading and you know I I identify with David a little bit because uh, I just I respect who he was and what he did and and when I look at you have somebody who uh, when when Samuel went to you know anoint the next king mm-hmm. you know he didn't look at David he he looked at Jesse's other son because he was more king like oh, yeah. he looked yeah. more you know majestic like right. a king. And, you know, had to go out in the field and, and bring the shepherd boy in. And yeah, he went through all the sons. All the sons. <laughs> like, all surely, Lord, this yeah. has got to be the guy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, they couldn't eat until they brought him in from, you know, from, from the field. And, and here's David. You know, he's just a shepherd. And, and when it come time for somebody to face Goliath, uh, I, I just go back to David saying, well, you know, I've, I've taken on a lion. I've taken on, you know, a bear. And, and I've, I've handled those, those pretty good. You know, I, I feel like I'm ready. And you've got this whole army of Israelites that they have the best armor, they have the best training, they have all these things that by those days' standards should have prepared them to take on a giant, but they weren't willing to do it. They were Mm -hmm. scared. David, with his shepherd staff and his sling and his five stones in his shepherd bag, was the only one willing Mm. to go face that giant. And, you know, we talked about, yes, there's been books and movies and, I mean, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. basket. I mean, sports analogies of, you know, the David going to slay the Goliath. But The story is well known or at least uh, the references are well known, right? And and I get that and I I love that story. But what gets me is all the other people who were so-called prepared by Mm. that day's standard, they weren't willing to face the giant. Mm. Only somebody who wasn't prepared by those standards yeah. was willing to do it. And and God prepares us for things that maybe society today doesn't think we're prepared for or by certain standards, but because God's with us, we can do these things. Yeah. And and that hit me because in my life I have struggled with, you know, facing those giants with you know, going out there and just taking a step of faith and, and being willing to do God's will when it looks like, man, you're crazy. You know, mm-hmm. being here, you know, leaving the, the job I had to, to pursue full-time ministry when I should be looking at, you know, my retirement yeah. in a few years. Sure. Uh, you know, the, the first thing I hear is, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, it's, it, well, yeah, I guess so uh, in, in your, your eyes and your standards. But, you know, I look at David and it's like, he was anointed by God and he wanted to do God's will and he went out and he was willing to do it more so than anybody else who was prepared. And, you know, he didn't say, Hey, I'm reading this really good book on slingshot accuracy. And after I read it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to come back or there's a great conference in Bethlehem on uh, giant slaying. And, you know, I'm going to, when I, when I, when I come back, I will be ready to go slay this giant. You know what I mean? You know, Saul even tried to give, David, his armor mm-hmm. and David, you know, tried to put it on and, and he didn't even want his armor, didn't want a sword, didn't want his armor. He took everything that God had given him, mm-hmm. which, you know, he gives each one of us our, our talents, our own things that he equips us with. Yeah. And David was obedient and used what God gave him to go face the giant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that applies to 
not even like these steps of faith, like doing these big things, but just in our walk with God, Yeah, you know, every day. Mm. Um, I, th- I think back and, and I think we pointed it out early on when we were in Deuteronomy, Moses, as he's kind of his final address to the people. Mm. He's like, you guys can do this. Like, this is not beyond your reach. Yeah. You have what, what you need. And uh, it's similar to what uh, uh, Peter writes in, in 2 Peter 1. Basically, the he says, you have everything you need for life and godliness, or you have everything you need to live a godly life. Right. It's just we don't choose to do it. Yeah. Right. We don't choose to walk in that. We don't. You know, we when Christ went to the cross, and he when he hung on that cross— and he said, it is finished. Mm. It's because he had did everything we were ever mm. going to need. Mm. He yeah. handed us every tool. He gave us victory over all things. Mm. He gave us everything. He then went and he sat at the right hand of the Father, which is a seat of victorious <laughs> fighting. Mm. He victoriously won mm. that fight, that battle. He's done what he's going to do. He sits there and he intercedes to the Father for yeah. us. But he's given us the tools to fight the battles, right. to win the wars. He's he's already done all that. Yeah, and and I think we see we see that in the contrast between David and Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that that David is willing to to walk in in what God has prepared Absolutely. for him mm-hmm. so much more than than Saul yeah. was. Well, it's kind of like that step of faith, right? Yeah, he took that step of faith and he picked up those rocks. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he put them in his pocket, and then. He proceeded to approach Goliath. Yeah. He took those steps. And, and you know, the spirit of the Lord came upon him in such a mighty way <laughs> that, you know, it was nothing for him to pop that rock and that slingshot and a, a perfect aim. He didn't have to use but one rock. That's it. That's you right. know? Yeah. It was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So he walked out what he knew God does for us. Yeah. He walked it out. Yeah. I, it just made me think about. Where am I not walking in that kind of confidence? Yeah. You know, and, and it's not confidence. It wasn't confidence in himself. No, absolutely not. It was confidence not. in what, what God had, had laid out before him. Yes. It's you being know. sold out or not being sold out. You know, I, we were talking last night in Bible study, and I was telling them, I said, there, there's a fence. And we want to sometimes sit on the fence and observe what's going on on each side. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the thing is, the fence doesn't belong to God. <laughs> the fence belongs to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And if we're on the fence, then we're not on God in God's pasture. Because yeah. we were talking about Psalms 23 last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not in God's pasture. Mm-hmm. You're on the fence observing. And God says, jump in this field out here and, and roll in the grass and, and enjoy the good things that I've given you. You you can't do this from an observing spot. No. And so either you're in it or you're not. Yeah. It's just that simple. And we, for some reason, think we can sit on the fence and, and decide later. You can't. There's no yeah. fence to be sitting on that belongs to God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm about to go to church in here and <laughs> preach it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's in talking about David, something else I noticed about him in this week's reading, the respect and the honor he continued to show to Saul. Yes. Yes. You know, even though Saul was trying to kill him, he... He still recognized Saul as, look, God anointed him to be king, king. and I'm going to exactly. honor and respect that. Right. And plus, I think David had a real affection and a love for his family. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 
Saul's son, Jonathan, yes. was clearly David's best friend, Absolutely. closest confidant, even in that. He, and you, you see character from from Jonathan as well mm-hmm. yeah. in the way that he he saw the difference between David, his friend, and Saul, his father, and yet he he saw the righteousness and, and wanted to walk in and walk in the righteousness that he saw in, in David. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he, he still was trying to honor his father. Yeah. Just amazing. And, you know, we're called to do that in our everyday lives, in everything mm-hmm. from our, from our, our parents uh, to yeah. those who are over us, yeah. to those in office. Uh-oh. We're called to do. I know. I won't go Uh-oh. any further than. That, but we're called to honor those no, people. I, yeah. We we are supposed to honor them because yes. that's what the word tells us. Do we want to live a good life? Do we want to run Absolutely. a good race? Then we've got to do what the yeah. word says, and we can't be on that buffet right. and pick and choose. Well, I don't yep. want to. I don't want to honor because I don't like this person that's in right. this position. I'm sorry. That's where they are. I don't think it's by mistake. Uh, as hard as that may be for some yeah. of us to, to get on board and right. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going either way. I'm right, just saying right. it's, it's what God has ordained. He either has control or he doesn't. Right. And, right. and to follow that up just a little bit, you know, David, even though here's Saul jealous of David mm-hmm. and David's just mm-hmm. doing what, you know, he thinks is right. He's mm-hmm. just doing basically his job. He's, he's a great warrior. He's winning these battles. Uh, but you know, when, when the ladies say, oh, David's killed tens of thousands and Saul's only killed thousands, you know, Saul's like, oh, well, the ladies like David more than me, you know, and he's, (laughs) he's getting all jealous. And, uh, but even when Saul throws spears at him and tries to, to hunt him down, David forgives Mm -hmm. Saul. And how many, how many times do we get offended? How many times do we get our feelings hurt? How many times do people hurt us out of jealousy or whatever, and we want to hold on to that. We, we, you know, oh, I can't forgive so-and-so because, you know, they did this to me. Yeah. You know, David shows us, you know, what forgiveness looks like, what respecting mm-hmm. somebody who's, you know, over them, but also what forgiveness yeah. looks like. And, and his willingness to forgive over and over, not just the first time, but over and over right. again, and to, to constantly show him, you know, you have nothing to worry about. You know, I'm just me, you know, I, I'm not trying to do anything to hurt you. Yeah. And he keeps forgiving him. And mm-hmm. and I look at that forgiveness and I'm thinking, golly, how many times in my life have people hurt my feelings or has jealousy done this or that? And I just, you know, I want to hold on to that. I just don't, you know, I want, I want to be the one that, that is going to get them back. I want revenge, yeah. you know, and, and David's like, hey, God, God's got this. He'll mm-hmm. judge, you yeah. know, who's right and who's wrong. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 just flat out said that. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah. Um, I want to reiterate what you guys have just said because I think it's so important. One, as followers of Jesus, buddy, as you were just saying, I think one of our goals should be to become unoffendable. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, man, I want that so much for my life. I by no means have mastered it yet, mm-hmm. but that the ability to to take things, take them to Jesus. And to be able to to leave them at the cross, you know, things that have said about us, things often that people don't even mean (laughs) the way that we take Mm -hmm. them, but Mm -hmm. to to leave them at his feet and to forgive. Mm -hmm. Man, if we could be unoffendable, wow, how much peace and joy and harmony and unity would there be within within our circles? I I think, too, we get 
we we get offended because we think things are pointed at us. Mm-hmm. That's never the case usually. <laughs> no. It's something else, which we could talk about freedom prayer some other time possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it's a totally different thing. We yeah. it, it's sort of like what God was telling Samuel. They're not refusing you. They're not rejecting mm-hmm. you. What they're rejecting is they're rejecting me. Yeah. And so often uh, when people say things that offends us, it's not us. It is the spirit of the Lord that is on us. I think oftentimes it is what we are trying to share with them. Yeah. So often that's what offends them. Mm-hmm. It, it's not us. It's what we're telling them. It's what the conviction that comes upon them. Yeah. 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 And the other thing I wanted to, to go back to, where Cindy, you said, "Hey, there might be leaders or government mm-hmm. officials that are that are uh, uh, that are in authority over us, yes. and the way we respond, the way we uh, talk about those things, it matters. It does matter. You know, just as just as David said, hey, we're still going to respect and honor him. You know, was a picture of his character. It was. It was. And and the way we." Uh, post or uh or talk about or the flags we fly yeah. uh the way those things communicate matters and and they they point to our character and whose character are we supposed to have mm. yeah so yeah. if if that's the case what is our representation of right. the Christ that we're showing other people mm. yeah absolutely absolutely guys we had some Pretty amazing things, like you said, buddy. It's like, man, we're going to church in here. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for being a part, and uh, thanks for sharing your heart with us. No, thank well, thanks you. for the opportunity. Yes. I really yeah. do appreciate thanks. it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at twtw at theriverCC.com. Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at theriverCC.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.